This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're gonna go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93-7 a ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakovan. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Welcome back on the block for the second hour. Once again, I'm E. Strick, and that is my partner, Jake Bakovin, a.k.a. Bach, a.k.a. Shock, a.k.a. <laughs> Lockdown. My man, Jake Bakovin, what's going on, my guy? Oh, not too much. I'm uh, pretty excited for another exciting night of Husker basketball, and I'm not saying that jokingly. I'm still a Nebraska <laughs> basketball fan. I'm still very excited to see that happen. And, of course, Husker baseball uh, getting uh, getting going tonight. So if you're a Husker fan, there's uh, no shortage of fun and excitement tonight. Well, you know, there's a lot of, lot of news out there. There's a lot of things to talk about. But one of the things that popped up on the radar for us to talk about and to discuss, because there's so many Nebraska football fans that are out there, and we are hoping, speculating, and – thinking and dreaming now (laughs) for the last 20 plus years of getting back to this particular game. And that's the college football playoffs. There's been so much debate. There's been after so many conversations, back room, uh, sipping on Hennessy and smoking cigars types of conversations between all the, all the, you know, the, the people that make the decisions concerning the college football uh, playoffs and I thought there was something that I found pretty interesting. It was pretty funny to me, obviously. But you got you got the the power fives and you've got certain people that are part of this specific board. But then they say all of that. They say everybody collectively. And then they say, then you've got Notre Dame, Swarbrick, Swarbrick. <laughs> <Swarbrick. Yep. laughs> it's like it's like what what are they, the Vatican? Are they are they like the Pope or something? <laughs> you got all these people Basically. here, but then you got Swarbrick. Yeah. You know, so I thought that was pretty funny. But but yeah, I mean there's a twelve there's a twelve year contract. It expires in twenty twenty five. They have been talking about it a little bit early. There's been uh consideration because there seems to always be a team that's on the fringe, uh an American conference. You know, the Pac twelve is kind of finding themselves on the out as of late. And everybody's trying to figure a way to get in because there's a lot of moolah involved in getting into that game. And so they've been talking about an expansion. And, and at this point, they've cut it. Dating it is done. <laughs> it's not going to happen at least for another two years, so we say, or so they say. And so uh, a lot of the commissioners have been talking about it. It comes up a dead end tonight. What do you say about that? Well, I'm excited about it. I've been like, I mean, I, I think I've, I'm, I'm part of the, 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 the people that probably, not the majority of the people. I know from whenever I bring this up, uh, more people would love to see an expanded playoffs, uh, kind of more stakes I would. for those big, yeah, you know, everybody, you know, eight, 12 teams. And there's no doubt a, a tournament like that would be a lot of fun and exciting. Um, but the, the problem, and, and make more money. And that's why eventually I think we're headed that way. Um, but the problem with that, I think, is that you can't go back from it. You can't go back from, um, you know, 
know what to what I love about college football is waiting all year for it and then September you have those big games um, and that September feel of college football is it's my favorite month it, it's new it's fresh uh, everybody's got a chance and then when a, a team loses they're out of the hunt you know and you know with with the expansion all, only to four teams already um, that's not necessarily the case a lot of one loss teams are going to get in at least you know one two you would speculate a year so it's not necessarily that way like it used to be in college football anyway when it was the BCS when it was just two teams were going to make it um, but it, it certainly still does have kind of those high stakes um, now I think I think if you go to a 12 team playoff you know a lot of the you know Alabama can get in with three losses right and I think there's going to be se- and there's going to be several teams that are when you look at the standings year to year um, it, you know there's going to be a few teams back there not you know it's, it's tough to go through a season and just lose twice as much as we um, you know focus on the top and, and just talk about those teams there's uh, 130 plus 140 teams in college football um, and you know only a few of them are able to to make it unscathed or as you know as least scathed as possible to that top so I like like to see the 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 playoff spots earned um i i know that's not how and and what i like about it more than anything is it separates itself from any other sport um because the playoff makes sense it's so entertaining it, it's so fun um to have that expanded playoff in the nfl and the nba and the major league baseball all these all these other sports it, that's what separated college football to me is the regular season matters. Those September, those October games matters just as much as later into November. Um, if you expand the playoff to 12, those the weight of those upsets, those those big time um, shockers that you just can't see coming, um, really falls quite a bit. And those teams are still certainly all the way in the hunt. And and again, some people would argue that's better. Um, you know, maybe you'll watch two loss USC's game against UCLA at the end of the year a little bit closer if there's the the playoff spot on the line to get you know the 11 seed or whatever. Uh, whereas as it currently stands, you know that game doesn't have too much meaning in the in the championship discussion. But I like the fact that it, it that the college football used to be, uh, and, and pretty darn near it every year. Uh, you've got to go undefeated. You've got to go undefeated to have an opportunity to play for a championship. And there was just kind of something special about that to me. And obviously that's changed over the last several years with the inclusion of four teams now. And the more they expand, and, and I'm so glad that they're not going to because I can get four more years of my my precious college football September and Octobers that I look forward to all the time um, for just a few more years of my life because I know it's it's eventually headed to um, expansion. But um, I, I, I just, I, I'm so excited for this this possibility I know again I, I might not be I might be in the minority here but um, I, I I just I'm, I'm excited that they that they held it down and and you know it's certainly like a game a, a perfect example um, of what people would point to for expanded playoffs would be Utah Ohio State last year in the Rose Bowl so exciting I mean and they you could argue how much more does that mean uh, if there's a playoff on the line if Ohio State advances I don't like Ohio State being able to advance. Yes, I know that they are one of the better teams in the nation. I know that they have a better chance than Michigan does at beating Georgia or, or Alabama, but that takes away from from Michigan's big victory over Ohio State if both teams gets in. Then what's the point of the whole big celebration in Ann Arbor? Yeah, I, I'm going I'm to have a little bit of devil's advocate because what what I've been seeing, right, and, and I love your your point because it creates that excitement. But what, I, what I've been noticing is it's it's similar to like what Amazon is, right? What Google is now, right? There used to be kind of a, 
an opportunity for everybody. So eBay used to have an opportunity to get in. Like eBay's not what it used to be, right? right? Because Amazon is pretty much just kind of gave them the boot. We the big boy on the block and you need to take a take a hike. You know, we got this spot now. You know, that's kind of how it felt like, right? Same thing with like, remember how AOL used to kind of be, oh, the, yeah, be the thing? <laughs> and then now all of a sudden, you know, they're like, Google comes in is like, take a step to the side. You know, uh, Yahoo, take a step to the side. We, we, we the big boy on the block now, right? Yeah. So what I've been noticing is you're, you're going to have two SEC schools pretty much locked. Um, you may get an ACC school if a Clemson steps up, if a Florida State steps up, or somebody, or you're going to get maybe a Pac-10, depending on how they do or how they fare. You may get if if a Cincinnati runs the gamut, similar to like you're going to get maybe one of them, and you're going to get a Big Ten school. That's what because the Big Ten, other than the SEC, is the next big boy on the block, right? Yeah. That's what it seems like it's it's kind of going to. Or you're going to get a Big 12. So it's either going to be a Big 12, two SECs, and a Big 10, or it's going to be an ACC or one of those other ones, those fringe units that only have a chance pretty much if they run the gamut. Now, the reason I say that is it makes it a little bit more difficult for those other units to get in because what is the criteria that is gonna 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 establish that right? So it's 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 tough for me to say only the four because it's seeming to kind of find this pattern of two SEC teams are gonna get there regardless, and then you're gonna just whoever else kind of peeks their head out with a Big Ten school added to the mix. Now you're probably never gonna get two Big Ten schools. You're probably never gonna get two of any other conferences. So the expansion would 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 allow, like you said, a, U, a Utah to pop their head in there. Um, you know, maybe a big 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 twelve school to pop their head in there, and then maybe even one of the fringes, the American conferences or the uh, ACC or or somebody else, just to kind of give them a chance, and then let the bullies beat up on the little boys if that's the way it's going to be. But that's that's my devil's advocate for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of the way I, I kind of press. But I, I will say this, though, Bach. I will say that there's a lot of components because right now they're still trying to figure out this transfer portal yeah. situation. So they're trying to buy time. I get it. You get two years. You're still trying to buy time to give yourself an opportunity to work this situation out. And then like, like a lot of them are saying, the money's going to be there, right? But they basically forego $450 million, like, that's a lot of cake, a lot yeah. of moolah, you know, to just pass up. But there's a lot of things that you got to work out. What are the details on that? Where are the locations? The locations are set for the next two years. We know it's going to be in uh, L.A. and we know it's going to be in Houston. So maybe play this out. Give yourself time. Really work out the kinks and then maybe come with it after the contracts is up. Yeah, and there's no way like it, it's not perfect the way it is now, and and, and that's yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I was arguing. The BCS isn't perfect. There's no, but there is no perfect system. I mean, right. if, if you expand again, if you expand to to more teams, um, it can be more perfect in the in the in the model of an NFL or something that you see like that. But I mean, even the NFL, um, 
I thought the Super Bowl lacked a little flair to it because two four seeds got in. I, those weren't the, the. I don't think those are the best teams on the NFL this I year. I thought it was the best game out there right there. You know, for what it was. Yeah. I personally thought I was impressed because there has been times where the the Super Bowl has just kind of turned into a debacle because you know this team was just that much better than the other team or so forth and so on. Normally it is. It ends up being a one a two you know, or something like that, that comes out of there. That that was very unusual to get two fours. I think it's only happened one other time. So yeah. um, it had been a long time since it'd been like that, but, but yeah, you're right, bro. I, 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 I actually like the expanded format for the NFL this year. I thought it worked out great for them. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't mind it, but again, it's just it's just kind of what you want. Do you want more entertainment um, and and more money, which is an expanded playoffs, and it's understandable, and and, and I get it. Or do you want uh, the more deserved teams to get in? Because I mean, you can argue that the SEC is getting two teams in, and it's not fair all the time. Well, then beat them in the semifinals. Don't let them keep matching up in the championship game. You know what I mean? Like it it the the reason why this keeps happening is because they're the best teams. They continue to do it. Um, so you know if you don't, I, I know like. You don't want a rematch in the championship game, but you know it. It kind of it kind of brings up the bigger question, especially with Georgia Alabama. Like, how is that settled? Um, it's not necessarily settled when you have a rematch and each of them split. Then the latest guy that wins, I guess, just gets scoreboard and and wins the championship. Um, so I I don't know. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense in the, in that way either. Um, some reaction off the text line here, the Sardar Hammond text line four zero two four six four five six eight five. If you want to jump in to the discussion, uh, we have a, a comment that says, "Please expand the playoffs. Less players will opt out of playing in other meaningless bowl games." That's probably true, but that's that's a bigger problem. I mean, bowl games, regardless of what you do with how big of the playoff is, um, are somewhat. <laughs> just out of date. They don't make a whole lot of sense um, for the top tier prospects to play. So we kind of have to shift the way that we look at bowl games. It's no longer a crowning achievement um, for a lot of these, these teams to make it there because their top players want to sit out to protect their, their potential of making mo- big time money at the next level. Um, so, I mean, as, as far as a, a mess, the biggest mess in sports among, or among it is bowl games in college football, because it just seems outdated. Um, the next one. Well, from, real quick, real quick, yeah. on, say that, but I want to, I want to touch that point. Come with the next uh, solder, but I'm going to say this one point real quick. Okay. I think also something we need to, to, to think about, right? I don't even, I think it's even bigger than that too, because I think too, is these super conferences are starting to kind of come together. There's a little waiting time that's about to pop in also with the transfer of Oklahoma and Texas now coming over. That's that's part of the figuring it out, right? Because Big Ten may be trying to figure out, you know, okay, we're going to sign this new deal. That's coming up. Are we going to be able to integrate, you know, some pack? Pac-12 matchups? Are we going to, you know... So those, I think, also kind of play into it. How can we position ourselves, our conference, to have the most opportunities to be able to put our guys and our teams in that game based on our scheduling. Well, it's so fast- I think I think it's some deeper parts to it too. Oh, that's fascinating too, because I think that is where it's headed. I mean, when, when Texas and Oklahoma made that move to the SEC, um, I thought it might, I might it all unfold right then, but it, it's still um, seeming to take some time. But I, I think eventually you might just have two mega conferences in the SEC and the big 10. <laughs> you know, that, I mean, that's what it seems like it's trying yeah. to, on the sneak, it's seeming like it's trying to, to, to make his way there. 
and, and in order for the Big Ten to compete, and we're going to go to that Sauter Heyman text line right after this, but in order for the, the Big Ten to compete, they're going to have to find another couple of teams out of another couple of big conferences to kind of bring them over and get them in the mix to be able to compete with that. They're, they're, that's that's going to be crazy because they may end up with three teams in that joint. And as well as they should, again, I keep saying this, if LSU has to play Texas and Oklahoma and Alabama and Auburn and Georgia and Texas A&M, get every through year, that gauntlet? Yeah, if you lose two games in that conference, then go ahead and get into the, the, the <laughs> That's why playoff. Big Ten is going to have to do something, bro. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Talk, but next line. but the Big Ten, too, real, too, it, it, I, I think is positioning themselves to be that other conference, right, to do yes. it. Because, it, well, part of it's just the care factor in the, in, the, in the teams that are involved to begin with. But part of it's kind of what we saw happen uh, throughout this week, if you remember, the Ohio State athletic director uh, made a little comment this week that garnered some that, that grabbed some attention. That said, "Hey, we're not going to do the alliance anymore. Um, we're not really interested in the Pac-12 and ACC. We don't want to be tied to them because we we want to have the the chance to play. It makes more sense to play nine conference games to play another Big Ten opponent and then go out and schedule an Alabama or a Notre Dame or something. You don't want to be tied to these other conferences. The very next day, what happens?" The Big Ten, the, the rumors come out, and, and, the, and, the, and the, the whispers are, are no longer whispers that they could get a billion-dollar-a-year contract with the TV networks. Do you think that that's happenstance that Ohio State doesn't want all of a sudden wants to play nine Big Ten games? No, it's because the money showed up and, and the, the potential of, okay, well, yeah, now we'll play. Yeah, we'll play Big Ten. We'll stay in the Big Ten if it means more money. Absolutely. So I, I think those mega conferences are definitely on the way. Um, some other thoughts, like you said, off the Sarder Heyman text line here. Uh, the college football playoff is a disaster with four teams. No parity. Semis are always a blowout. Only chance to improve parity in college football is to expand the playoffs. Um I, I don't necessarily think that that will help too much. I mean, you might get a little bit more recognition for, you know, certain teams, Indiana and North Carolina State of a couple of years ago. Um, you, know, you know, Oklahoma State might have got in last year. I don't think that that's um, going to be a program builder. That's part of the reason why I don't believe expanded playoff really helps because I think you're going to ultimately come down to the same teams, Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia. You know, those teams are going to filter through you know, the 10 and 11 seed as much as you want the upsets to happen. I, I don't think that you're going to get too much closer games with those ones. Um, Augie says power five plus one top two, get a buy. Um, that's certainly a possibility if you just go with the, you know, crowning the champions. Um, but then would you leave Georgia out this past year? Do they get the, I mean, maybe they get the, uh, the automatic bid, but then undefeated Cincinnati would get out. Um, so, you know, that for this year specifically, that doesn't seem like a great, uh, a great way to do it. Uh, Drew Carr says, if you are more deserving, uh, if you are more deserving, win your playoff game. I know anything can happen, but if you're a better team, then prove it by winning. Um, and I, like I just said, I think that ultimately would come down to what would happen. I think you would still have the top four seeds because the top four seeds like this year, Alabama and, and, and Georgia um, specifically, and, and, and maybe you would have some different teams in Cincinnati and Michigan by the time you got there. But again, the Michigan part is, that, yeah, maybe the, the, that they would get knocked off early, but they that would take away from what Ann Arbor and the Big Ten Championship meant and beating Ohio State and all that stuff. Um, if you get knocked out early in the round, I just, you know, it's just kind of losing at a different time. I don't see how that really helps too much. Uh, Meester says, I feel disloyalty to a program from coaches switching teams, uh, play players more into players not being loyal and skipping bowl games more than anything. Um, that's a pretty good point as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, <laughs> I just, I'm just glad with, with this billion dollar contract that's potentially out there for, um, 
for the TV networks that's going to go back to the universities. At least nobody is sitting around crying that the universities aren't getting as much any money anymore because the players are now getting it. Like, the players have deserved this for the longest time, and now the money's just getting so out of hand that, thank God, that some of it's filtering back to those guys outside of, of, of scholarships. The so scholarships are great and, and can help a lot of the kids, and, and for a lot of them, that's still what they're going to rely on. There's not going to be a whole lot of NIL opportunities uh, for the third-string fullback, right? Um, but for the top-tier guys, I mean, the, the, the Johnny Manziel jerseys that would have sold when he was at Texas Ooh. A&M, I mean, for the, yeah, for those type of guys, yeah, and he loves the money hands. Uh, <laughs> just, for Nebraska's quarterback, it doesn't matter who it is, year in and year out, um, it, it's, it, it, it's definitely um, – I'm, I'm just thankful that they're going to get that, that opportunity, though I do think that it's a little bit strange um, that Adrian Martinez was able to cash in on all um, the work that, you know, the Tommy Frazier's, the Eric Crouch, the Turner Gills did. That part, because I show with love. Of a streaky 21 jersey oh, yeah. be, be hitting in the in the stars right about now. Streaky 21. Hey, those might act, you might want to try that. Those might sell just as well as uh, at least for the current team as maybe right prices now, especially or, the way the yeah. team is, right? Just pop up in the store and just put a streaky jersey in there. Yeah. 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 So hey, there's a lot going on. The transfer portal is hot, just like it's hot on the block. We'll be right back. We'll take a break. We'll come back and talk a little bit about who's in the transfer portal right now and who we may have a shot at getting and landing if we can pull it off. Come back on the block right after this. 